like sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Hughes Views and Brews Show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. How's everyone doing? Hope you all had a fine Mother's Day. Hopefully you got on out to see your ma or your wife who has kids or any of the above. And uh, we will talk about uh, what I did for Mother's Day in a little bit. We'll talk a lot of beer. We'll talk a lot of uh, baseball, um, sports. Um, I will not be here next week. Uh, I will be in town next week, but I will not be in town uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I am actually going to Boston with my buddy Larry and his daughter Chrissy. We're going to Boston celebrating our birthdays. Um, Griff and I are both, um, we'll both be 65 next Sunday, May 15th. His daughter is much younger than us, and uh, we are going to Boston to a beer fest on Saturday. So, speaking of beer fest, there's a bunch of them coming up this week. And if you're a fan of craft beer, you can get on out and get out to, uh, at least four different beer fests this coming weekend. Uh, a big, huge one, uh, some smaller ones, but um, you, there's no excuse. If you're a fan of beer, you want to go on out to a beer fest. And if you haven't been to a beer fest, they're unbelievable. You pay your 40 your 45 your $55, whatever it is. You get a small glass, and then they let you free and start running around drinking all these different beers. Some have sometimes there's 30 different people. Sometimes there are different breweries. Sometimes 50. Um, some of the bigger beer beer fests even have close to 100 breweries. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely an Uber or an Amtrak kind of thing. And uh, there's a bunch of them coming up. So like I said I'm going to Boston and um, staying near Faneuil Hall in Boston. Gonna enjoy the North End and also the beer fest in downtown Boston. So I am looking forward to that next week as I turn 65. Yes, right. Got my Medicare card already, all set, all squared away. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, that in a little while. I want to take some notes down here because there's things I want to talk to about um, with my guy in just a couple minutes. Um, don't forget, our guy Fat Mike does his uh, Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show on Wednesdays. Harry with his overs and unders on Fridays, and also Jacob Charnow with his Hard Count Football Podcast coming up on uh, Sundays, and uh, he does a great, great job. The young kid knows his stuff, so make sure you check him out, and you can always check out all the shows on YouTube. Just go to 1252 Sports, and you can find all of our shows. Uh, they're all archived. It's a great time, an easy way to find them. You can also usually find them on Spotify, same way. Go to 1252 Sports, 1252 Entertainment. And uh, you can find all the shows that we've done, heck, all the way back to last year. My first show was last year, April 11th or April 12th. So we're into the second year of Hubes, Views, and Brews. We've Again, I'm waiting on uh, some breweries. So if there's any brewers, I'm sorry, any brewers, I don't mean Milwaukee brewers, any brewers out there or breweries that uh, I've not talked to and you want to get on and talk about your brewery and your beer and some of the things that uh, kept you going or um, got you interested and into the business, just uh, direct message me or 
send me a message on Facebook or on Twitter, and um, you can, you know, we'll get you on. We'll talk about your brewery. I cannot wait to come on out to some of the breweries. Uh, Linda and I stopped at one yesterday. We'll discuss that in a little bit. It is Hubes Views and Brews, and we always open a beer. And um, I wanted to open a stout, and I didn't realize this one was 14.2%, but we're going to open it anyway. It's a Bourbon County Stout from 2021. That would just be last year's. Uh, they come out in November. So basically, it's just uh, several months old, okay? And um, let's see here. We are going to enjoy this one. I'm going to try to enjoy it slowly, but sometimes I just get carried away when I start talking and I get aggravated or whatever. It's a biggie. As you can tell, this is a large glass, and it just fits to the very top. And um, this beer is a Bourbon County Stout brand cherry wood stout, okay? Uh, subtle notes of stone fruit, dark cherry, and light wood tannins. And um, it's aged in bourbon barrels, finished off with cherry wood. And um, I was able to get a few this year. I got uh, three of the proprietors. I'm a big proprietors fan. I had one a couple weeks ago here on the show. Let me try this one. Mm. Not going to be easy drinking that one slowly. But I got an hour, or I got the rest of the night, really, because after I drink a 14.2%er, I'm not going to go out in my car driving around. Just for those who don't know, for those who are unfamiliar, your Miller Lights, your Bud Lights, your Coors Lights, any of the other ones, even Guinness. Guinness actually has less alcohol by volume than any of those. It has like 4.1 alcohol by volume, 4.1%. Miller Light, Bud Light, Coors Light, like 4.2%. And you go up from there. Most of the craft beers between four and six when they're making lagers and things like that. Um, but this one, 14.2. Woo! Barrel aged. And it's going to be very, very tasty. Um, I want to talk about what I did on Mother's Day. And Hopefully, you'll enjoy this story as much as Mike will enjoy it as we bring Fat Mike in. My guy, Fat Mike, we've uh, had some times already this week. Mike, when Mike wasn't at Wrigley Field, we went on out to Coach's Corner, and we'll discuss that a little bit later. Sorry yeah. I interrupted you mid-bite. So. No, it's okay. It's okay. Megan just made some uh, sweet potato like puffs or whatever they are. They're pretty damn There you good. go. There you go. Yeah. So, yesterday's Mother's Day. My mother, unfortunately, passed away about four or five years ago. Um so I called my my I called my mother-in-law, called her in the morning, told her I'll take her out for breakfast or for lunch in a couple of weeks because her birthday's on May 23rd, just a couple okay. weeks from now. And I asked Linda, I said, what would you like to do? She goes, I don't know. Maybe we can go somewhere and just walk around. I came up with the idea. I said, why don't we go to Geneva? There's a place called Little Traveler. It's 36 shops in one big house, and they're like, crafty things and things you decorate with and kitchenware and candy and all kinds of stuff. And she goes, that'd be fun. So we did that yesterday. We go out, drive out, out to Geneva, gorgeous day yesterday, absolutely gorgeous. And we're walking around having a good time. We walk through the store. We see a couple things we're going to come back to get. Uh, we saw some gifts for um, the grandkids, um, a set of five Paul Pat Paw Patrol puzzles. How can you go wrong with that? Absolutely perfect. 
she Papa can't Joe listen. Griffin. She doesn't. She doesn't watch the podcast, so she won't know. But she's only. <laughs> she's going to be three in July, so she wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> a couple other things. So we said we'll get back. We'll come back uh, and pick them up then. A lot of times, and you probably know this, Mike. Uh, anytime you usually go shopping, you say well, we'll come back and get that. And half the time, you're in the car on the way home. You go, damn it. Yep. We forgot to go back and get this. Mm -hmm. So we walked down the street. It was a couple hours later. We had something to eat. Um, I was telling you, we uh, Linda had a um, hot Nashville, hot Nashville shrimp poor boy. Yes, that sounds and I delicious. Had, I had a hot Nashville chicken mac and cheese. Unbelievable. And it was it was like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And they said, you know what? I don't need to drink. I was drinking iced tea. I said, we'll still be walking around. So anyway. The right. story goes, we finally get back to this place, the little traveler, and we're walking through, and a lady says, what are you looking for? I said, we're, we're looking for the toys and then the candy, but we kind of have an idea where it's at. She goes, I worked here. I'll show you how to get there. Well, she was being nice, but we kind of figured we knew how to get there. So she's saying, you just go through here, come through this way, go this way. And I looked at her and I said, well, we haven't been to that part of the building yet. We want to walk around through that. And there's another lady standing there, and she said, no husband ever said, we missed that part of the little traveler. We have to go with her first before we leave. <laughs> and I stopped. I started laughing, and I said, well, not husband yet. And I said, um, and the, the husband was with the other lady, said, oh, you're in training. He goes, good, good play, good training. You're, you're perfect. This will all work out. And we laughed quite hysterically. It was very, very funny. And, um, yeah, uh, you learn after a long time that uh, some of the things you may not like doing with your wife, shopping is one of them. I told Linda about a month ago we were shopping at Meijer uh, on a Sunday and waited in line for 25 minutes to check out. And I looked at her and I said, we will never, ever do this again. <laughs> we will go to Meijer ever on a Sunday again. Uh, we did go to a, a, a Home Depot. I said, that's fine. We're going in. We're picking something up and leaving. That's okay. Right. We will never go to a Meyer grocery shopping on a Saturday or Sunday ever again. Listen, I, I'm right there with you, man. A couple a couple weeks ago, Megan took me to Costco. She's been begging me to go to Costco. Not begging me, but complaining that I haven't been going to Costco with her when she goes grocery shopping, right? Uh -huh. We go on a Sunday, and I'm pretty sure every si single civilian in, home, in, in Tinley Park was at that Costco. Yep. It would have been... It would have been closer to park at the Portillo's on 159th in Harlem. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, seriously, that's how far away we parked. And we get there, we got hot dogs, and we that, that's pretty much it. We got hot dogs and trail mix. <laughs> that's what we got. Like, and their okay. hot dogs are the best. They are. Their hot dogs yeah. are the best. Absolutely. I will, I will definitely, definitely agree to that. Their hot dogs are the best hot dogs I've ever had. See, but there's a big difference. Like when I went, I mean, we go to this little traveler place, and there's a lot of cutesy little things. You know, there's some kitchen shops where you can buy things and other stuff, but there's decorative things. And I would have never, I've, I've, I went to some of these places with my wife in the past and um, I was an ass. I was like, can't we just leave? How many of these things do you need? You don't need any more of these things. We got yeah. enough. I've learned as I've matured over the years, <laughs> I've not grown up. I have definitely not grown up, but I have matured over the years you sometimes, if you just take a deep breath, you can actually enjoy walking around the city. And that's why when you when Linda says let's go to Costco, I'm all in. I'll look at the TVs for a while. Right. And right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll grab some other, you know, and if you go there on a day, they're giving samples. 
Oh, Come yeah. On. No, listen, I, I took a couple samples when I was at Costco. They have a chicken Alfredo pizza that I can't wait to buy. Like, it's going to yeah. be awesome. I can't wait to get that. Yeah, so that's awesome. But, it, okay, so for somebody like me, I get weird in, in, like, big situations. That's why it's hard for me, like, to – like, I need my space. That's why, like, when I go to the Cub games, I like sitting in the bleachers. That's why, like, in, when I go to the Sox games, I like sitting in the bleachers because – I'm a relatively big, I'm a relatively large American. Okay. Let's uh -huh. just put it that way. Right. I need my space. I got a bubble. You know what I mean? You yeah. invade that bubble. I get a little, get a little squirmish. You know what I mean? I like, know. Get off me a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, and we went, when we went to Costco. I mean, it was nuts to butts people. I was like, yeah. I, I, I don't have a safe zone. <laughs> I, no. like, I don't have a no. safe spot. I wanted to rock in the corner just by the water fountains in the bathrooms. Yeah. No, I, there's enough good stuff to look at. And since we're getting ready to move into a house, there's really enough good stuff. Is like, hey, those would be cool. That would be nice, you know, and all all that kind of stuff. So Costco is okay. But that was my that was my Mother's Day yesterday, and um, that was that was kind of fun. I missed the White Sox game because it started at ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, and um, yeah, it started at ten thirty in the morning, and it was on Peacock, the Peacock Network. Now. Friday, the White Sox game was on Apple TV Plus. And um, there are also games on YouTube TV. Yes. And I think there's a game on Twitter. And I wanted to talk to you because I, it was funny. I heard Sylvie on Friday. And ESPN 1000 has the White Sox games. They are the home of the White Sox. Mm -hmm. But Sylvie was saying that if you don't subscribe to Apple TV Plus, you can't get the game. Eh, wrong. All you had to do was go to Apple TV Plus, and they were showing it for free right. to people. And you could all you had to do was go and get it. You didn't have to give them money or give them your credit card or give them anything. Right. And so I was able to watch the their, uh, one of the other games. Um, Peacock, not so much. I don't think Peacock was doing the games for free. I wasn't quite sure because I didn't stick around and watch them. But I did hear, well, before I get into this, what are your, th I mean, Major League Baseball is trying to, you're 34, right? Right. Okay. Major League Baseball is trying to get kids your age and around your age interested in the game of baseball. And by doing that, they're putting it on streaming services, which is fine for kids your age if, in fact, you have those things. It sucks for people my age because right. the only reason I would get Apple TV Plus, and I probably will, is for Ted Lasso, okay? And Peacock, I'll get for, if you get Xfinity, I think you get Peacock anyway. I think mm -hmm. it's part of the package plan. But I'm a soccer fan, and Peacock has soccer, so I would get it for that. But there are older people that were so used to watching all their games, the games of the Sox and the Cubs, on NBC Sports Chicago. And now, in a three-game series with the Red Sox, only one of those three games was on NBC Sports Chicago. As I said, one was on Apple TV Plus, the other one over on Peacock. Right. Baseball, and I know it's a line you may use, have used in the past. I don't use it very often, especially on the show, but MLB steps on their dick every time they do something. Right. Every single time they're doing something, they're pissing people off probably more right. than they're making happen. And this is this this goes, I mean, I am I am not of that mentality where things are need to be streaming. All right, I don't like going have to logging into something to try and find something. I like my my cable provider to have the channel the, to watch my game. You right. know what I mean? I don't like going on to 
to, to, to bullshit like Apple TV or YouTube or Peacock or Hulu or anything like that. Yeah. It drives me absolutely nuts, Fred. I mean, it yeah. really does. It drives me nuts. So I'm I'm not even a White Sox fan, okay? You know I'm a diehard right. Cub fan. Diehard yep. Cub fan. But doing this here, talking here at 12-2, I have to be relatable to both sides of town. I have to be relatable for the White Sox and the Cubs. Yeah. So I've been watching a lot more White Sox games just on mute because Benetti drives me nuts. Um, but – um, well, I mean, let's get real here. I mean, it, it's it's seriously. I'm looking all over the other day. I was at Paul's Bar. There, I was at Nick and Ivy Brewing Company the other day, and you had to have an Apple ID to watch the game. What kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, I, I mean, know. are you kidding me? Are are you serious right now? We seriously got to watch this game on Apple TV and like last or whatever it was, whatever the hell it was on the other night, and then last or the other day, the same exact thing I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Yeah, you're paying. You don't have to appease my generation of baseball fan. My generation of baseball fans are already baseball fans. We grew up playing the game. It's from 30 and under or 28 and under that need okay. to be fulfilled into that role of what's going on. It, 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 seriously, it's not fun. I, I'm an old man. Like When it comes to baseball, I am the oldest of the old men. I'm right okay. there with you. I want my game on my television. I want yeah. my fat ass on my couch, my cold beer in my fridge. And my free hot dog that's in the microwave or free hot dog that's in the sure. powder on the grill. You know what I mean? Sure. It, it drives me nuts. Uh, this this whole Apple TV, YouTube, uh, what Peacock and and Hulu. It's I'm done with it. I don't I don't care. Just put the put the game on the television. <laughs> well, and and when the NFL starts, th the Thursday nights I'm pretty sure are exclusively Amazon Prime coming up this year. Yeah, I'm and that's another thing. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing. And I don't understand it. It's the same thing with them playing games in London and in Mexico. They, so they try to you know what? Sometimes you spread things too thin. And there's no reason to do that. Unless you want Jacksonville to play their games in London. Because nobody cares and nobody right. nobody, nobody wants to watch them anyways. Right. But it, it's just so frustrating that, you know, my sister will call me out like every week, it seems. Because the White Sox, three times already, the White Sox have been on different you know, networks other than NBC Sports Chicago. Right. And um, it's brutal. The Cubs last night were on ESPN for the Sunday night game. I would think that's not going to happen again for a couple of years. I would hope not. They should not be a national game. No. Like, they're terrible. Why are you throwing that on the national game? I know. I, I saw one of the – going to rip them apart. At MLB Central today, I saw – oh, what the hell is his name? Dan, not Dan Duquette. What the hell? The guy that's always on their show, the former general manager. And they were talking about the Cincinnati Reds. And he said, right now, with Jonathan India and um, you know, Nick Senzel and a couple other guys, they're right now working on 2025. And everybody on the set said, 2025? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, they don't have a chance right now. No. Well, you look at that Cubs team right now. And, you know, they went out and got Seiya. They still have Contreras, but most people think he's going to be gone. They've got Horner and Madrigal, but they don't have a whole heck of a lot more. And I don't think that they can be a good team until probably the same time. They can spend some money, um, bring some free agents in. Um, but other than that, it's going to be a long time for this oh, yeah. Cub organization to get back to challenge a uh, Cardinal team that's probably on their last run right now. Um, and the Brewers, the Brewers who still, you know, the Brewers who still look pretty damn good. They, they seem to improve and pick up a guy here and there every once in a while. That helps. It was Willie Adamas a year or so ago, Colton Wong. You know, they got a pretty nice pitching staff and things like that. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's 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 not – you know, you've been – you were at Wrigley a couple times this week. I and, was, um, I was. 
you were there having fun. You were there having going, going up and down, hitting all the bars, talking to people and stuff like that. Yes. You probably were talking, but did anybody talk about the Cubs? Did anybody talk about you know how bad it is, or, or just yeah, yeah? There, there's there's some videos out there where I interviewed some Cub fans where it's like you know, hey, we know that we're we're not a good team right now. You know what I mean? And a lot of it boils down to is we don't. And it's one thing I've I've noticed, and one thing I've been chirping kind of all season before the season started. You have to be strong up the middle to be a successful team. Catcher, second base, shortstop, center field. You have to be strong up the middle to be a success, relatively successful team. Well, right now the Chicago Cubs are waiting and hoping and relying on Nick Madrigal and Nico Horner to both play 140 games this year. Right. And neither of them right. have done that before in their in their career. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, the pitching staff isn't there. They have no, zero bop besides Patrick Wisdom, and that's only when he ties into one. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a rough season. It's going to be a rough season. I said at the beginning of the year, the Cubs, 73 games. That's where I put them. I think they're a, uh, a third-place finish team because the Reds, I mean, at this point, they're only going to win about 25 games, 30 games. Sure, sure. But, I mean, I mean that's that, that's where I put this Cubs team. It's, it's exactly what it is. We were there. I was – I went there on Wednesday night with uh, Paul from Nick and Ivy for the, the White Sox-Cubs game, and it was a beautiful night. We sat in the bleachers. Great night. I ate some random Sox fans' nachos. He completely <laughs> forgot about them underneath the seat. I ate his nachos. We hung out. We watched the game, and it was just like, okay, you know, it's time to go. We left before the seventh inning. Yeah. And we hit up more of the bars and watched the game throughout the, bar, throughout the bars. And then I was there on Saturday, and pretty much the same thing. Got down there early, hung out, hit bar hopped. Interviewed a bunch of Dodger fans. It was awesome seeing Clayton Kershaw pitch. I sure. appreciate greatness when it hits the mound, man. And Kershaw is my day's Kofax, you know. So yeah. I got to appreciate that. I never realized how big of a man that that man was. Yeah, he is. He is gigantic. He looks even bigger when he does that silly thing with the stretch where he has his arms way up in the air. He looks. He may. He makes himself look about seven feet, seven and a half feet tall. He is. Unbelievable, and he had no problem going through that Cubs lineup, yeah. none whatsoever. And you had all your you had all your players in, you had all your guys, and you had Nico, you had you had um, uh, Nicky Madrigal, you had Frank Schwindel in there, you had Wills Contreras, you had Seiya Suzuki in there, and none of them yeah. hit. And yeah. They don't hit. There was one hit through six and six and two thirds innings, and it was Nico Horner, and he turned first base like an idiot, thinking the ball was thrown yeah. in the dugout and gets tagged yeah. out in between first and second. It was like, oh my god! I was like, that's the only hit there he's going to give up today because other than that, he was blowing past him. You know, but it was yeah. it was a good time seeing going down there and interviewing Cub fans. Oh, I mean, the, the, hands down, I'm not even joking. There was way more Dodger fans and Cub fans there on on Saturday afternoon. It's kind of like when the Yankees come to town <laughs> and play the White Sox. It's really difficult. I mean, the Sox. There are more White Sox fans than Yankee fans, but the Yankee fans do a hell of a job invading the South Side whenever the Yankees come to town. And that's actually later this week. They come to town Thursday right. night, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, may, I think it's a four-game series. And, um, yeah, so there'll be a lot of Yankee fans in town. Perfect time for me to leave town. Uh, right. I don't have to worry about all those Yankee fans. But, yeah, I, but the thing is, you weren't surprised by this. I mean, coming into the year, I can't imagine yeah. any Cubs team thought they were – any Cub fan thought they were going to be good this year. I know I heard Cap today say that he had predicted 78 wins, and that's a lot. That's um, a lot of wins. It is for this team. That's uh, and it's so it's weird. It just wins. sounds like it's only five more wins, but uh, seventy-eight would be wins is huge, though, Fred. Yeah. You know that just as much as I do, especially with a team right now that that has absolutely zero pitching. Everything that Kyle Hendricks, I mean, Kyle Hendricks pitched on Wednesday against the White Sox. 
Yeah. And again, missing his spot gives up the the highest home run I've ever seen hit <laughs> at Wrigley Field in my entire life. I swear to God, that ball was at the lights and somehow, some way, beat the wind that was blowing in and carried and cascaded into the basket. I, I didn't. I, I don't. Under, I still don't understand how that ball made it out of the park. Yeah, honestly, I really don't. And then he gave up another homer later on in the game. That, that ball was just absolutely torched. That ball had no chance of staying in the yard. But it was. I mean, Kyle Hendricks throwing beach balls up there right now has been his last couple of starts. Besides the 21 zip game, he's been throwing fucking beach balls up there. And he's throwing tonight. And he's throwing tonight against the Padres, too. And And Strowman. Yeah, Strowman was supposed to go yesterday. I guess he came down with COVID. He's on the IL now. Um, on the IL. Yeah. So before. All these little teams are just going to beat the piss out of them all year. So Yeah. Uh, two things I want to talk about with the White Sox before I get into two of the other things I want to ask you about. And yeah, that is, yeah. um, Sox have won six in a row, but they've not scored more than four runs in any of the games. So their pitching is doing the job. Michael mm-hmm. Kopech did a pretty good job. He went four and two thirds in his last outing, or four and a third. Was pissed off. He came out, but the Sox got out of it, and he was more pissed off at himself that he couldn't pitch his way through a successful fifth inning and things like that. Um, Dallas Keuchel, who would know? Dallas Keuchel yeah. threw a good game yesterday and pitched really well. He had things working for him. But tonight, the White Sox got the Cleveland Guardians coming to town. And Moncada and Joe Kelly are back with the team. Or Moncada back with the team. Kelly with the team. He probably hasn't ever seen half of these guys. Yeah. Um, but Liam Hendricks, after having a slow start, has been kicking ass yeah, he's his been last five out. outings, man. He is going out there, and he was talking on the station. On, uh, he was talking on the post game on NBC Sports Chicago, talking to Benetti and Stone, say, right. asking them. They said, what do you do when you're down in the bullpen? He says he's got the heat maps of each of the guys he's going to face. And he says, I know where I'm going against each of these guys. And he has stopped wasting time. He stopped wasting pitches. He's going after these guys, and when he gets two strikes, he's going after the third. It's none of this, let's put it out here to see if he can swing at it. And Liam Hendricks has been the closer. I think out of the six games, he's got five saves. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's been out he's there been constantly. Awesome. They told him, LaRusa told him yesterday, don't put your spikes on. He goes, you're not coming in. You've pitched in five straight games. You're not coming in today. Now, they had an off day there, so it wasn't five consecutive days. But that's fun to watch. I'm interested to see how Moncada does because if he can get back to Moncada we had, Jesus, what is it, two and a half years ago, the power hitting guy, the gap guy, the guy that just lit it up and it made everybody say, this is the reason the Sox got him from Boston. Then the White Sox are in good good shape. They've gotten close again. They're like, what, a game out of first or a half game out of first in the division. It's a long year. They're Um, building their way back in there. Yeah, but the Guardians are hot, too. The Guardians have won a bunch of games, so it'll be an interesting three-game set uh, for them. Um, I mentioned Apple TV. I mentioned I didn't watch the game. And I know we've talked a lot, and I've over the last several years, I've been the one guy on radio that criticized Jason Benetti. And then the day I retire from the radio, Jason Benetti calls me. And he was very, very nice. It was nice that he called on my last show. And he said, listen, he goes, we need someone to, to give the contrarian view and all that kind of stuff and going on and on and on and on. So I was going to give him a chance this year. It's just so hard. Oh, my God. But from what I heard, first of all, first of all, Peacock made the announcers wear suits and ties. And apparently 
Benetti made a joke about it during the game, which is cool because okay. I've been I've been on this for years. If you look at enough baseball games, I, like I had the extra innings package for the longest time, because not only do I love football, but you know for the uh, Sunday ticket, but I I've always had the extra innings package, mm-hmm. and the White Sox and the Cubs are about the only announcers in baseball that don't wear suits and ties. Almost everybody else wears suits and ties. Yankees, Mets, Angels, all these others wear suits and ties. And it's such a joke because you're an outside sport. You know, I don't know what your feeling is about that. I mean, I like, I think if you're playing an indoor game, hockey and basketball, fine, wear a suit. Soccer, soccer, golf, baseball, no reason to wear a suit and tie. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, some people. Some people actually think that it's a it's a it's a broadcast. You should be all well dressed. And that's bullshit. No, it's not. I'm it's, not, not it's, not, it's not 1970 Monday Night Football with Howard Cosell. I mean, that, exactly. that was in back then. Yeah. You know, it's it's baseball. A polo and a pair of jeans are fine. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, look. look I mean, dress casual. You know what I mean? I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, obviously, you're not going to go up there in a Megadeth T-shirt and you know a pair of ripped jeans <laughs> yeah. and a pair of combat boots. But I mean, I mean, where you a team polo? I mean, what's what's wrong with that? A team polo yeah. and a pair of jeans and a pair of slacks or a pair of khakis. I mean, that's that, yeah. that's that's stupid, especially on these hot days when they're up there sweating their asses off in the booth. Yeah, no way, no way, Jose. And, and it's and I remember one of the games. I want to say Mike Tarico was doing a, a football game, and you know, on your phone on on Twitter and on uh, Facebook, you'll always get your memories from years past. Yeah, and yeah. I remember. This was about five or six years ago. Tariko was doing a game, and he had an open-collar shirt. And I said, yes, no tie, no reason for a tie. You're upstairs. You're on TV at the beginning of the game, at halftime, and at the end of the game for about a total of five minutes. And right. um, there's no reason to be all dressed up. The same with baseball. We don't right. need to see Stone and Benetti in, in, a, you know, in a suit. Right. And um, I wish I would have watched it yesterday just, just for that because um, – and Benetti has worn ties. You know, when he does basketball, you're always wearing a tie courtside and all that. I understand that. Right. But baseball is just, there's no reason. Yeah, there, I there's know, absolutely no reason for that. No. It's such a joke. Absolute joke. The <laughs> other thing is, what were your thoughts about about uh, the umpire, Dan, Dan Bellino, and uh, Bumgarner the other day? When he was like basically, basically giving him a hand he massage. He didn't even while, look at his hand. Staring into his eyes longingly. What was he doing? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what was he doing? And Bumgarner's sitting there just looking at his hand, looking at his hand, looks at him, and the guy's just staring him dead in the face. Yeah. Like, really? Are, are you even checking for what you're supposed to be checking for? Yeah. Or are you just trying to get, like, a weird hand massage on, on, on Madison Bumgarner? What are you doing? And, and it throws Bumgarner out of the I know, game. I know. And it's funny like, because... I love the way Scherzer does it when they go to him and he starts yelling at the ump immediately. Immediately. He starts yelling right. at the ump every single time he comes off the mound. He don't care. He's yelling. And he gave up a couple long balls the other day. Uh, but still it was, uh, it was quite funny. Um, yeah, I but- couldn't believe that. Well, this is the, this is the kicker. <laughs> what I had, that was Wednesday that that happened, right? I had Hendricks and both um, had some bump in my fantasy league go. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna get some points today, baby. I'm gonna get some points. Yeah, one total point. Yeah, because Baumgartner got tossed at the end of that inning, 
and Hendrix got lit up like a fucking light switch. I was like, oh, Jesus, come on. Yeah. And, and the, the Padres had a really nice win yesterday, so we'll see how they do against the Cubs coming up this weekend. Now, before I let you go, before we start talking some beer and things like that, uh, a bunch of other things we want, we want to get to. Carlos Rodon goes today, and a lot of people say, as a Sox fan, aren't you pissed off they didn't get Carlos Rodon? Listen, they weren't going to pay him what he wanted. Um, he's great. I love the way he's pitching. He's averaging like 12 and a half strikeouts per nine, which is such a weird stack because nobody ever goes nine. I was watching the uh, Yankees today, and the guy, Cortez, uh, went into the eighth inning with a no-hitter, and he gave it up, and uh, the Yankees ended up winning one nothing. Uh, neither team really wanted to hit in that game. It was a pretty quick game. But Rodon goes tonight against Colorado. That'd be a fun game. But um, there's a game coming up June 11th, and I know you put something out there about, and uh, the Dodgers yeah. and the Giants are doing something cool. Yes, the Dodgers and Giants are doing something really cool. I mean, I, I love this idea. Uh, they, they're they're changing the the heart of their logo to the LGBTQ colors, which is absolutely awesome. You're gonna have the rainbow in the middle of the logo, like where the C is red. It's all the it's all the the gay pride flag, which is absolutely awesome. Honestly, it's it is absolutely phenomenal that they are actually doing this. I love this. I think all of baseball should do this. To be completely honest with you. Because, I mean, gay, straight, pink, brown, yellow, black, blue, purple, doesn't yeah. matter what you are. It does not matter. This is something that's absolutely phenomenal for the game of baseball. I mean, you got you to gotta transition to the way things are nowadays. And where, you know, I mean, 30 years ago, that wasn't acceptable. But now it is. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's never been an issue. And it's, it's, it's awesome right now. I, I love that. I love that the Dodgers and the Giants are doing this. And kudos to both of those teams to step up and do that. I love that. Yeah. I love the pink bats yesterday. Yes, the Mother's Day bats are fantastic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Some of the some of the hats were questionable with the gray and the, the pink letters. Right. I, I would rather they kept a regular like you were saying, I'd rather they kept a regular color and just made their logo right. pink or something. Right. But, if, you, uh, if you if you if you do get a chance to look at those hats, Fred, there I, I mean it's it's exactly what it is. Regular color, but the just yeah. the logo, the insignia of that of your of your home team and and it's all it's all the, the LGBTQ flag. It's it's awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. It's, yeah, it's very very cool. Fantastic. I absolutely love that. That's coming up June 11th, and I'm sure June they'll 11th. sell a ton of those caps. Um, and we got something coming up before that, May 29th. Yes. Sox and Cubs play two at Wrigley, but now they got two more at Guaranteed Rate Field. And the Sunday on the 29th, we're going to be busy. And we did a little scouting. We went we out did. to Coach's Corner on Thursday. It was raining like crazy, which was fine because we were enjoying a bunch of wings and some jalapeno poppers oh and some beers. So but, uh, yeah, great time. And we're going to be out there on the 29th for the whole game, pregame, postgame, right. everything. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Kathy, the bartender there, the bar manager there, she is absolutely the best. Rocky is awesome as well, another bartender that's there. But, yeah, like you said, we're going to be there from 12 to 5. We're going to do a pregame and a postgame of, of the Cubs and White Sox season finale. Uh, they printed us out some really cool posters. Just hold on one second. I'll show it. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Very, very cool. They did somebody they put on the chalkboard. They did a th good thing with me and your name on the chalkboard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and phenomenal. It's it's absolutely awesome. So here's here's this really kick-ass poster. I can't wait to hang it up in uh in the office here. But I mean it has it right there. Special guest there you go. that Mike. Yeah, Chicago baseball. Yeah, series finale. It's going to be yeah. great. I cannot wait to get up, get ourselves on down there. It's going to be a ton of fun. I cannot wait to get down there. Everybody, make sure you guys come on out and eat and drink and hang out for a pregame, postgame with us. It's going to be a great time. 
Yeah, and come hungry because oh my god, those the, wings. the chicken wings are unbelievable. Those and wings uh, are really good. I don't like getting my hands dirty. So for the longest time, I would order boneless wings, which I know are not wings; they're just chunks of meat. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I had them the other day. I had the wings the other day at uh, Coach's Corner. Just tremendous. Um, but uh, yeah, they were so good, and just dipping them in something was awesome. And I cannot wait till the 29th of May. We'll have a great time. And I want I do want to give kudos to those jalapeno poppers too because they did it a little differently. It wasn't the it wasn't always the cream cheese in there. They threw some like a sharp cheddar in those, and they were really good. Yeah, they burned the shit out of your mouth because you oh got to watch God, it. Yeah, you yeah, got to watch it. They like yeah. they like explode, and all of a sudden there's like hot hot cheese everywhere. Your hands, your mouth, your tongue. Like your, yeah, you, it was my dumbass fault. She sets them down. I was like, oh great, oh, and then I burnt the rub of my mouth, my tongue. And yeah, my lip and then my thumb. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna need an ambulance." <laughs> yeah, no, unbelievable. And they were so good. I cannot wait. That'll be May 29th. We'll talk a lot yes. more about that beforehand. We'll tease the hell out of it because I want as many Sox and Cub fans to come out out there. You got nothing to do on a Sunday afternoon. Come on out and watch the Sox and Cubs. Watch us, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Cannot wait. Mike, yeah. appreciate it as always. You got your show Thank coming you, up on Wednesday. You'll be able to talk about this the the Cubs and Padres series out in San Diego. Yes. That'll it's be gonna be it's one of those teams I have always wanted to see, but I'm gonna watch it tonight this week from the couch and watch the Cubs get their brains beat in. Now, but, one of yeah. these days, one of these days I get to San Diego. That's one of the places I have not been in this great, wonderful country. And uh, apparently they say San Diego is just beautiful and uh cannot wait it to get is. out out there and uh, catch a Padres game. So yeah, well, you got your Nick and Ivy hat on, and I know that in, in the in our commercial break we will be uh, chatting and watching uh, our guy Paul. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Sounds good. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. 
Hi, this is Kathy O'Connell at Coach's Corner, located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Our phone number is 708-364-1026. We are Orland Park's number one sports bar. Come in for our wonderful beer menu and seltzers with a fully stocked bar. Watch a game, drink a beer, and try something off our amazing menu. We have everything to choose from, nachos, potato skins, and our house-made bar chips to start off with. Then try our tacos, burgers, and one of our delicious sandwiches. And don't leave without trying our famous jumbo wings. They do not disappoint. Coach's Corner, it will sure to become your local bar. Again, we are located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Come see us today. And Kathy was not lying about the uh, jumbo wings. They are tremendous, absolutely tremendous. We had them the other day on Thursday. They were great. Cannot wait to get back out there, probably before May 29th. But on May 29th, again, Mike and I will be out there for a pregame for the Cubs and White Sox. We'll stick around for the game and then the postgame. And, uh, yeah, likely need a ride home. And uh, I know people in Orlando, so we'll figure that out. Um, for the beer segment. We got tons of stuff, so much stuff. We're going to take a break before I finish it all because we got some more sponsors to get to. But we're all living, all of us in the beer community are living a little vicariously this week, in the last couple of weeks, through John Bitterman. Now, John Bitterman, I'm going to get him on the show eventually. John Bitterman has like 3,600 glasses, beer glasses like this. But, you see, my beer glasses from the Showboat Saloon. He has beer glasses from breweries, and he has them in his garage, I think, his house. He has 3,600 of them. And he is in Germany, and he's in Austria, and he's in the Czech Republic, if they even call it that. What do they call it now? Something else. But anyway, um, he's been in Berlin, Prague, Vienna, Munich, Hamburg. He's been all over the place, and he's been posting pictures on his Facebook page, and I love Germany, okay? I've been there twice. I was there 2006 for the World Cup in Germany. I went to Frankfurt for three days, Cologne for three, and Munich for three. I fell in love. It was awesome. The people were wonderful. They all spoke English, which meant they were so much better than all of us because they speak two languages. It was no problem. Um, it was great. And then I went there again in 2018 when the Chicago Fire went there to play with the fire star, Bastian Schweinsteiger. He was had played in the past at Bayern Munich, so there was a uh, benefit game. He played the first half for the fire, the second half for uh, Bayern Munich, and I was in. I went to the oldest brewery in the world, which John Bitterman just went to, and that is Vistafoner. I Everybody says it a little bit different. I'm saying Vistafoner, okay? And it's in Freising, Germany. It's the oldest brewery in the world. They've been brewing beer since the year 1040 we're in 2022 right now they've been brewing beer since 1040 that's right so john uh john's there he stopped by i've been there i was also in munich again uh and hit all of the places you hit the um the hofrau house you hit paul Anner, you hit uh a bunch of the other breweries in munich cannot wait to get back there again i know i'm going to be in cologne next year cannot wait looking forward to it and if you get a chance if you're a beer person cologne 
Prague, Vienna, just wonderful beers, and uh, you'd have a great, great time. Speaking of beers, let me take one more sip. Gonna wet my whistle. Not many people wet their whistle with a 14.2 alcohol by volume, but I do. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Skeleton Key Brewing. And we've talked a lot about Skeleton Key Brewing. We've had Paul and Emily. Vicky, when she was working with them, she's not anymore. She's doing her own thing. Vicky trying to get her son into school as a punter. He's a very, very good high school punter, and he's going to checking out colleges now. Vicky has found love, which is great because I've found love, and it's a wonderful thing. Um, but John over at Skeleton Key, they've been working their asses off, trying to get Skeleton Key back open after the Father's Day uh, tornado last year that ripped the the, uh, the roof off of their building um, in Woodridge, and it also destroyed their tap rooms and everything else like that. They've been doing a great, great job. They had Little Key, and starting on Thursday, May 12th, they are having the grand reopening of the Skeleton Key Brewery. They're going to have the entire place open. They've been open for a couple of weeks, but only parts of it. As from what I understand, they're going to have everything open. They've got a lot of new merchandise. It's going to be a lot of fun. The grand reopening this weekend, um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the 12th, 13th, and 14th coming up. And uh, cannot wait. It'll be very, very cool. I'm going to try and get out there on Thursday. Uh, looking forward to it. Nick and Ivy, which I went to on Saturday because I thought I was supposed to play Fozzie football at 1 o'clock. It was 4 o'clock. Paul says, you're early. I said, I can't stick around. I got plans. So I said, well, since I'm here, let's start drinking. So I had a couple of the variants of the um, 1853, the 1853 vanilla cream ale. I have not had the blueberry variant, which I'm holding up to the camera right now. It's got the 1853, and it's got... There you see, blueberry. I have not had that yet. And if, in fact, I finish this Bourbon County stout before we're done, I'll pour the, uh, oh, I know, sacrilege. I should clean the glass. You know what? I don't have time. I'm sitting here. Um, so I will probably pour it into this glass and enjoy it. But the 1853s are good. So what's Nick and Ivy doing? Chad over at Nick and Ivy along with Paul. They are putting in lemons. They're adding lemons to the lake life. The lake life is a blueberry wheat, okay? So blueberry wheat beer, a uh, lot of people love it. Now they're putting some lemon flavor into it, throwing some lemons in, and uh, you can get that over at Nick and Ivy. And um, don't forget Thursdays, $5 a uh, drink. So that's very, very nice. Uh, Swego Brewing, which is one I've driven by twice, and both times they were closed. That's my fault, not theirs. They have their hours. I should figure it out. There are fourth anniversaries coming up, May 20th and 21st. That is a Saturday and a Sunday. I'll try to get out there before that. We've not had the guys from Oswego Brewing on. We'll try to do that and get them on, and uh, that would be great. Could not wait. We did have the people from First Forest Brewing on a couple weeks ago, and First Forest Brewing has done a collaboration beer with Noon Whistle. We talked last week with Brent Benedict uh, from Noon Whistle. We talked all about Noon Whistle, we talked about the uh, breast cancer that Brent has been uh, struggling with or battling with. Let's say struggling. Brent's been doing well. Uh, he's been doing very, very well. So Noon Whistle and First Forest Brewing have done a collaboration beer called OK Boomer. It's a West Coast IPA, 6.6 .6 alcohol by volume. Um, it's going to be hitting the market next week. But if you're going to one of the beer fests this week, You'll be able to try it. It's going to be at the Ballpark Brew Fest this coming weekend. And we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. 
I'm going to run down all the beer fest coming up in just a little bit. Um, one more thing before we take another uh, break for some of our sponsors. Monday, next Monday, a week from today, May 16th, is, and I'm not going to have a show May 16th, so I'll probably have a chance to go out to Open Outcry Brewing, because Open Outcry Brewing is going to have a release of the first brewing kindness beer. It's a beer that they're putting, they're putting together for the mental health, and they're, they've been working on it for a while. John Brand over at Open Outcry Brewing, and our guy Chet Brett, who's been on the show, he's due to come on the show again. We'll get him out again soon. Uh, they're going to be out there. Um, John Brand and Eric and Open Outcry, they are releasing the first of the Brewing Kindness beer uh, next Monday night at Open Outcry. So if you get a chance, head on out to Open Outcry next week. Um, you know what? Let me finish this thing up. We can run some more of our sponsors because we've got some great sponsors. You'll see Fozzie Football. If you've not seen our Fozzie Football sponsorship, or if you've not seen the game Fozzie Football, it's a game you'd love to get. Uh, absolutely love to. And uh, so check out our sponsors. I'll enjoy a beer. We'll talk to you in another minute or so. Fuzzy football. Are you ready, brother? Real football action on a glossy game surface played shuffle style. Slide a shuffle puck at pass or run target. And a free mobile app keeps track of every game detail. Easy to learn, but this game of skill is difficult to master. Take care of the ball or turnovers will kill your drive. The game is guaranteed to get your competitive fire burning, and it's perfectly sized to take anywhere. The park, a barbecue, your next tailgate, or fun at home on game night. Fozzie football is simply the best, most realistic, and competitive game of football available anywhere. Add defense when your skill improves, and take the game to the next level. The perfect mix of fast action and real football drama where a last-second Hail Mary can break hearts or make champions. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000-square-foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. Welcome back in. Uh, game on a great place. We had a great time there for the NCAA tournament. And Fozzie football's a riot. Um, I could not make my game. Like I said, there was a little miscommunication on time. So I am getting ready to play Paul. Uh, the owner of uh, Nick and Ivy Brewing may play him during the week. And we'll get those games together. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, you saw how dark the uh, Bourbon County Cherrywood Stout was, which was really, really good. 14.2. and hasn't hit me yet. Maybe my lunch was enough. But this, you can see, is the Blueberry uh, 1853 uh, fruit variant. Very, very good. Very tasty. When I was at Nick and Ivy the other day on Saturday, Paul said a lot of people say the Blueberry is their favorite flavor. And uh, it's really good. I've tried, I've tried them all now. The orange cream, the strawberry, the raspberry, 
and the blueberries. So if you get a chance, head on out to Nick and Ivy. You'll have a great time. I was there Saturday at 1 o'clock. There were three people at the bar. Ten minutes later, there were 20 people at the bar. We had a great time. There was a lot of people, uh, a lot of TVs, great sports uh, viewing, and um, it was a lot of fun. A couple of beer fests coming up this week. And when I say a couple, I said three. There's actually four beer fests this weekend, okay? Coming up on Saturday, it's the start of Illinois Craft Beer Week put on by the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. And I was invited by Kristen Tassi from uh, the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. She does all their publicity and advertising, and uh, or all their publicity. And um, she invited me to come on out there on Friday. It's awesome. Uh, Beer Under Glass is what it's called. It used to be at the Garfield Park Conservatory. This year is the first year it's going to be at Union Station. And the very first beer fest I went to when I first got into this, this beer fest thing uh, was at Union Station. It was great. So if you're going to Beer Under Glass, you're going to have a wonderful time. Union Station is a great place to have it because they're coming from the Western Burbs, the Southern Burbs, the Western Burbs. Take the train right in. Take the... <clears throat> take the Burlington Northern, take whatever you need to take, get there, enjoy it, have your taste of all the beers that are there. Uh, that's Beer Under Glass at Union Station coming up on Friday. Saturday is a big day. Saturday, they have a Mayfest beer fest at Elmhurst Brewing. A bunch of breweries. I want to say there's about 30 breweries there, um, and they limited it to 100 tickets for each of the sessions, which is a smart idea because they have space at Elmer's Brewing, but not the kind of space to get an overload of people. So people that are going there, people that love Elmer's Brewing, you're going to get a chance to taste a bunch of other beers. Uh, there'll be breweries all there. And if you have a ticket, congratulations. If you don't, check it out. Maybe there's some extras available at Elmer's Brewing this coming Saturday. If you have not been to Elmer's Brewing in a while, check it out because their food is great. Food is absolutely wonderful, and not not a lot of breweries have food, but they have it at Elmhurst Brewing, and it's great, great, great food. Um, the ninth annual Ballpark Brew Fest is coming up on Saturday, May 14th at Wintrust Field in Schaumburg. Schaumburg Boomers, they've been doing this beer fest for a while. It's the ninth annual coming up this week. A lot of the beer fest, or a lot of the beer people are going to be out there this coming weekend. And that should be a really good time. Uh, they have a great time out in Schaumburg. And um, just another one of the many beer fests. And there's so many. I know Naperville's coming up in a few weeks. And uh, if I get a chance, I may try to get to that one. Then on Sunday, there's one, the Hoosier Grove Barn and Brew Fest. Okay. It's run by the Streamwood Park District. And that's coming up on Sunday from 1 until 5, the Streamwood Park District. And check it out. You can go online, go to the uh, Hoosier Grove Barn and Beer Fest. And that looks like it's going to be a wonderful time. A lot of beers. The Streamwood Park District getting involved. I know Right Deck Beers uh, got involved and they contacted me. They wanted to get me to come on out there. And again, unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm going to be out of town. I will hook up with those guys at a later date. But uh, this coming weekend, you got four beer fests. If you're a beer fan, you got to get to one of these. You got to get to one of these beer fests if, in fact, you're a beer fan, because it's a perfect time of year. It's going to be really warm the next couple of days, and uh, the beer goes down really, really well. Some sad news coming up. Before I do this, let me take a sip. 
years ago, my wife and I went to Peace Brewing. Peace Pizza, Peace Brewing in the city. And I took my wife there because they have New Haven style pizza. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I didn't check it beforehand, but I've I've been there before. New Haven style pizza, great pizzas. And it's a brewery too. And Peace Brewing has been cranking out awesome beers for a long, long time. Word just came out yesterday or earlier today. The days all kind of blend together. That Jonathan Cutler, the longtime and award-winning brewer over at uh, Peace Chicago, 19 years he's been there. And he has helped get them 29 medals from the Great American Beer Fest in Colorado and also the World Beer Cup that they have every year. 29 medals. Long time, an award-winning brewer. He passed away at the age of 49 years old. 49 years old. Way too young for anybody to pass away. So uh, our condolences to Jonathan Cutler and his uh, family as he passes away. I know it's uh, it's a rough time for a lot of the people in the beer industry because everybody knows everybody else. And um, it's very, very tough when something like this happens. And... Um, they made great beer. Jonathan had great, great beer. And my wife and I said, I said, let's go to Peace. She goes, their pizza was good. I said, I know. And so was their beer. And so I made sure she drove home. So um, it was a wonderful place. It still is. So if you had a chance, head on out to Peace. And they would always, they would constantly drop pizzas off at the radio station at ESPN 1000. Great, great people. Great time. And I'm sure they're suffering right now. Um couple other things I wanted to get to before we get out of here. And last Thursday, I had the opportunity to go on with Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel over on ES, I'm sorry, over on the score. I've tried to not say that. I've tried to not say the score sports radio 670 because I said it from 92 until 2008. So I tried to get that out of my lexicon, out of my mind so i didn't mistakenly say that i did about a month after i started working at espn 1000 i saw we back after this on 670 the score and i didn't catch it and the program director adam delavitt at the time called me he said you just said 670 the score i said i am so sorry he says don't worry about it i expected it to happen at least once you were there for 16 years and that was the only time i ever did it so I tried to get the score out of my head. And um, it's not easy when the name is the station is the score. So I got a text from Shane Reardon, their producer, over at uh, the score sports radio 670. I can say it now. Hell, I can even I used a couple umbrellas that had score logos on it the other day. I can do that now. I'm retired. What the hell? Um, and they do a thing every Thursday. I'm pretty sure it's every Thursday. I know I was on on Thursday, called Score Stories, talking about things that happen and in the history of the score as they are celebrating 30 years. The score started January 2nd of 1992. I listened the first day, heard Tom Scher come on the air, heard everything else they were doing, heard Jiggets uh, at North, heard all of those things. And so they had asked me to come on. Now, I got to be really honest with you. If... The program, if the general manager, program director, whatever he is, his title is, if Mitch Rosen had asked me to come on, I probably would not have. Mitch is the guy that let me go along with Paul Agassi. Uh, after I worked nine years doing uh, mornings with Mike Murphy and Mike North, and um, 
one day I came in and they had me doing updates because North was gone. They had nowhere to put me. And then they let me go. Three weeks after I had gotten out of the hospital, after having a problem with um, uh, AFib, atrial fibrillation in my heart, I came back just in time for three weeks to let me go. But anyway, I'm not bitter about it. Uh, so that was December 8th of uh, 2008. So I worked at ESPN. I'm, it's hard to keep saying it. I worked at 670 The Score from March of 1992 all the way till December 8th of 2008. 16 years. I want you to call a guy that likes to work in places for a long time. I worked at Sports Phone from November of 77 till uh till where was it till 1990 okay when they stopped they closed i worked at the score from 92 until 2008 i worked at espn from 2010 until i just retired here in 2022 so i'm uh it was nice talking with danny parkins and matt spiegel had a great great time if you get a chance go and check it out uh you can still find the podcast of just the interview. It's about 23 minutes. You can find it on the Odyssey app from um, 670 The Score. And I had a great time talking about some of the memories, talking about Murph, talking about North, talking about a lot of the fun times I had working at 670 The Score. It was a great time from 4949 West Belmont to the NBC Tower. I left before they moved to their where their facilities are now. And um, it was great. It was a lot of fun. One last thing, and Mike, if you're there, jump on, because you have been asking me about this for a long time, and I explained it to you, but I just, for people that may have been watching, for years, for, for, for the last year, I would always put a little number in my tease, yes. of, and you said, what the hell is that number for? Yes. And I didn't do it in the last couple of weeks, but that number was for how many weeks it was until I turned 65. And I haven't put it up the last couple of weeks, but a week from yesterday, a week from yesterday, so May 15th, I turned 65. Yes, sir. Got my, med got my Medicare card. I got all that stuff. This was going to be the time I retired. I was going to retire now, but on January 9th, I said, I've had enough. I don't <laughs> want to have to talk about any of this other crap. So I got out when it was good. So, um, yeah, I wanted to uh, let everybody know that's why that number was up there. Because if you look at some of the other ones, you called me a couple times. What the hell is this? These Roman numerals for? <laughs> what is going on around here? Are you counting down to the end of our getting? What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of, kind of, kind of the end for yeah. for a minute. Did but uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be sixty five, and it's funny because they tell you as you get older, you know, people say, oh, it's it's tough. There was someone I posted a thing of a great hat that Jeff Schwartz, one of our guys who yes. does fantasy football, posted. He, on the hat, it said, I can't act my age because I've never been this old. And um, <laughs> it's a great hat. I, I should get one because uh, I've never been 64 and, you know, 51 weeks old. But yeah. um, I feel better than I've felt in a long time, not working, sleeping in, uh, find, finding a lovely lady to be with, building yeah. a house, yes, getting involved with a crazy guy like you. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Meeting well, Paul. <laughs> yeah, all too. I, I definitely, I know that you're going to be out of town. I definitely want to wish you a happy birthday, early birthday. Uh, I hope it's great out there out in Boston. I hope you have a fun time. Have have a plethora of beers for me. 
Well, it's a big surprise. Big surprise of going to a beer fest, right? Right. Yeah. I have, I have a bunch going of all the way to Boston for yeah. And people said, "Well, the Red Sox in town." I said, "No, they come to town the day after I leave. Why don't you stay a day later?" Yeah, that's okay. I've right. been to Fenway once. That's that's okay. Fenway's a beautiful place. It is. It's nice, but Fenway's they make weird. They have weird hot dog buns. They do. Their buns. Their buns are like bread cut in half. Now yeah. listen, I'm an old. I'm a guy who grew up in Cicero where we didn't have. We never bought hot dog buns. We just bought bread, and you use the bread for hot dogs, sandwiches, whatever. Right. It was just bread. Right. But uh, in Boston, their buns look like bread. It's really. I still do that to this day. I still put a hot dog that, on bread. So do I. I may even do it in a cup. When I leave the show tonight, it's either hot dogs on bread or a frozen pizza from a home run in. <laughs> right? One That's of the where two. it's at. Yeah. You ever take a hot dog and cut it in half and then make a hot dog sandwich with a piece of cheese? Oh, I, well, I take it. I put I would put cheese in it, and I put it in the microwave and then nuke it. Call they called it a franchisee. There we go. All so right. Frank's like with it. the cheese, yeah, All really right. good. I dig it. I dig it. All yeah. right, I'm gonna have to try it. I'm gonna have to try it. Probably it. works with the Velveeta singles. Probably works the best because they melt great. Yeah, they do. So yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Linda's, with. Linda's dogs love the Velveeta singles. So <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? I I went and had one the other day, and they looked at me like. What really? You're not giving us one, so I had to pull out another one. So, <laughs> Mike, we'll tell, we'll see you on Wednesday. I'll be back in two weeks, and we got a lot of beer guys coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're gonna even get some sports guys that probably know more than me and you coming up in the next probably. couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't know much. I just I just scream and yell it like a fan. Yeah, you know what? And that's that's what I am now too, which is great. I'm so happy that I'm just a fan now and nothing right. else. All right, so, Fred. Thanks for having uh, me. Wrap it on up. Oh. When you're ready. Always, always. Uh, thanks to Fat Mike. He's got his show coming up on Wednesday. Thanks to everybody for listening, to watching. Again, I will not be here next week, but I'll be back on the twenty, uh, the 23rd of May after I take my mother-in-law out for her birthday. I'll be back on the 23rd of May, and uh, we'll have more. We'll have more beer. One other thing before I leave. Almost forgot yesterday after we left the little traveler, after we left shopping and walking the streets and checking out all the cute little stores in Geneva, we went to 93 Octane Brewing. And 93 Octane Brewing is doing a their clown car beer is kind of like the 1853. It's a vanilla cream ale, and they're doing a German chocolate cake. German chocolate cake, vanilla cream ale. And so Linda and I went there yesterday. Excuse me. We went there yesterday. We both tried it. It was awesome. So if you get a chance, head on out to St. Charles. Uh, go to 93 Octane Brewing. Talk to Mario. Talk to Alex, the brewer. Tell him, Fred said, come on out and try the German chocolate cake uh, clown car. You'll love it. Absolutely love it. Until um, a couple weeks from today, I will talk to you. When I talk to you next, I'll be 65. I'll show you. No, I won't show you my Medicare card. Um, have a great, great time. Enjoy your beers. Enjoy White Sox and Cubs baseball. And uh, there's only four months to talk football, four or five, until the Bears get started. We'll do plenty of that coming up in the next several weeks. Right here on Hubes Views and Brews on 1252 Sports. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.